Welcome to the Naked Party Time Podcast, where we get real and raw about life, leadership, and love. While having lots of fun along the way. So what do you say? Are you ready to get naked? Let's do it. Well, if the title was not enough of a warning, this is your official one. Today's content may be unsuitable for younger listeners. So if you need to press pause and wait for some privacy or put in your earbuds, now would be a good time because today... I'm not delaying for dramatic effect, but so you still have time to turn this off if you need to. Today, we are going to continue our conversation about sex by answering questions like, how often should you have sex as a married couple? What's allowed in the marriage bed? And how do you keep sex fresh and fun in your marriage? And so much more today. We are, as the title says, we are going to keep talking about sex. Baby. I so wish we could play the song. But I don't want to get sued. I don't know about you. Uh, Welcome back to the Naked Party Time podcast or welcome for the first time. If you are a new listener, if you're watching on YouTube, hello to you as well. I'm your host, Jeff Manis. And the other voice that you heard is from my favorite human on the planet. No, not the inventor of coffee. (laughs) Not the person who will take down Tom Brady. That was my wife, my best friend, my queen, Sabrina. Thanks. We survived the first episode on sex. Are you feeling okay about this one? Yes. You read through the notes already and you're comfortable with where we're going? Well, maybe not comfortable, well, <laughs> but you're you're ready. I'm not necessarily comfortable, but I'm willing. All right. All right. I will say I like having these episodes about sex because now I can say, don't forget what you said on the podcast. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. No, that's a horrible advice. <laughs> yeah. Not, not what we would recommend to have healthy sexual intimacy <laughs> in a marriage. Manipulation. Should not be a tool, although I'm pretty sure both of us have used it in the past. <laughs> I'm sure we have. By the time this episode airs, our last episode, episode 21, where we started our talk about sex, will probably be the most listened to episode in our one-year history of the podcast. I did not expect that. I didn't either. At the time of our recording, so we're recording this on, on Friday, it'll release then on Tuesday. At the time of our recording, I just checked, it's the third most listened to podcast and that's what it was still less than two weeks uh, released, yeah. which is uh, which is awesome. Apparently, we struck a chord or at least made people curious <laughs> about what we're talking about. Uh, if you haven't yet, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 21. Uh, really, you could go all the way back to episode 18. when We started our conversation about marriage yeah. on mission. In episode 18 and 19, we were walking through our marriage mission and our values. One of our values is what, Sabrina? Intimacy. We want to live in intimacy. And so uh, that led then into episode 20, where we walk through the five levels of intimacy, not to be confused with the seven levels of the candy cane forest <laughs> from the movie I, I want to go to that. Yeah, I know. Seven levels of candy cane forest. Yep. Uh, and the, the final level of intimacy we talked about in episode 20 was sexual intimacy, which then led into these two episodes here. All that to say, <laughs> you just might want to go back to episode 18 and catch up if you want to see how we ended up to where we are today. We kind of got here naturally, natural progression of what we were talking about. Hey, can I say something real quick? Sure. Um, If you and your spouse do a marriage mission and you're willing to share, I would love for you to to email us at hello at jeffmanis.com. I think that'd be so cool and encouraging to know that other people are living on mission and we're not doing this alone because I think sometimes, depending on what you're trying to stand for in your marriage, it can feel lonely. Yeah. So I just think that'd be really cool to see other people's. And we're going to finish 
the marriage on mission. So we're going to get back to that. Yeah. The we rest kinda, we, of our things. Yeah. The next episode, yeah. the last one in May. So, uh, there's, we have four more values to walk through, but that one on intimacy was, was so deep yeah. that we felt we needed to stop and really kind of dial in on, on that. But yeah, yeah. if you want to send us your, if you have a marriage mission, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. I think if you have that'd values, be awesome. that'd be fun. Yeah. And we'll even share them on, uh, if, if you're willing to share them here on the oh, podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, let us also say this, we're merely touching the surface mm-hmm. on the subject of sexual intimacy and intimacy in general. These are subjects that we are not experts on. No. Uh, so we will link to some ex- experts who've helped us in this area. People like Dr. Julie Slattery, Francie Winslow, Dave and Ashley Willis, and more. Uh, we'll link to those in the show notes. Uh, just know we are not experts. We are walking this road with you. We ourselves, we are working through many of the roadblocks to sexual intimacy that we talked about on the last episode. Also, we want to be clear, when we talk about pursuing sex with your spouse and being willing to have sex, we are in no way saying that you should just suck it up and have sex. If you're in an abusive situation, sinful, unhealthy, manipulative, or controlling situation, if you are unsafe and you're listening to this, by all means, find a place to go to be safe. Um, I hope that's clear in what we're saying. We are speaking primarily to couples or people who desire to be married someday who are not on the verge of divorce. They don't have any abuse, major sin, or unfaithfulness in the way. Maybe they're just struggling or unwilling to pursue healthy sexual intimacy with their spouse, or they just want to Take another step in thriving sexually with their spouse. That's who we're talking to. I hope you understand that as well. Um, People who deal with the roadblocks that everyone else deals with. That's who Mm -hmm. we're talking to. And everyone does deal with roadblocks. Roadblocks will always exist in our sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. You just have to learn how to get better and better at finding your way around them or removing them altogether from your marriage. Any thoughts to that there? No, I think that's really good. So real quick, let's recap some of the roadblocks from last week, and then let's talk through some tips to thriving uh, sexually in your marriage. That's what we're focusing on today. So Sabrina, what were some of the roadblocks that we talked about last week that you may encounter in your sexual intimacy? Okay, we went through the physical roadblocks like decreasing libido and desire for sex, erectile dysfunction, illness, disease, physical pain, and in some instances, physical disabilities such as paralysis. Yeah, physical, there are real physical struggles that become roadblocks in people's life, okay? And then relational roadblocks like lack of communication, unspoken needs or desires, unforgiveness, or even betterness. Okay. And then emotional or mental roadblocks like anxiety, depression, past sexual trauma, emotional wounds, or even scars. Then you have spiritual roadblocks like sin, both from your past or in your present that is affecting your sexual intimacy. And then there's lies you might believe from the devil about sex or about yourself. You have to remember these lies sound like your voice in your head, or they sound like the voice of the person that maybe said them to you. So you really want to be able to decipher those. And they're powerful. Yes, very and, powerful. And we dove into that last time. So again, yeah. that's what we covered. We covered those in detail on the last episode, and they are all real. Those roadblocks are real. Yeah. The struggle for sexual intimacy is real. But as I said last time, just because the struggle is real doesn't mean you have to surrender to the struggle. Let me repeat mm-hmm. that. Just because the struggle is real does not mean you have to surrender to the struggle. 
instead of fighting about sexual intimacy in your marriage, like we often do as couples, we need to fight for sexual intimacy in marriage. And that's what we're talking about today. So let's dive in and talk about how we can fight for sexual intimacy in some very practical ways. Uh, what are some tips to thriving sexually? Uh, Sabrina, what's the first one? To be purpose purposeful. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you can't say purposeful? I should have said that out loud first. Be purposeful. To be purposeful. Yes, we have to start here. This is the foundation mm -hmm. to a thriving sexual relationship. This isn't the sexy part right. of sexual intimacy, right. pun intended. But without a full understanding and surrender to the purpose of sex, mm -hmm. you are not going to thrive. Uh, the purpose of sex in a marriage is so much more than just experiencing pleasure. Right. It is pleasurable, or at least it's designed to be. Um, I often say only God could think up something <laughs> this good. And he did. God designed it. He created it. It was his idea. And I'll be the first to say, thank you, Lord. Woo! <laughs> but he didn't just design it to feel good. He, he designed it to bond two people together at the deepest level. Mm. He designed it to make a husband and a wife what? One. One. Yeah. All the way back in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, Adam and Eve come together. Scripture says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. And the word one there comes from the Hebrew word echad. Sounds, you? Like you're, yeah, <laughs> sounds like you're hacking a loogie, which is not sexy at all, I might add. Uh, but it means to fuse together at mm. the deepest level. This is also why having sex outside of marriage is so harmful. Right. You are fusing yourself at the deepest level with that person. And when you're not married, you're leaving mm -hmm. then a part of yourself with them. Yeah. And they are leaving a part of them with you because you've been bonded. And when you separate, you have tore that bond mm -hmm. uh, apart. Trigger warning here, by the way, for victims of sexual abuse. If you want to skip ahead, you know, one or two clicks on your podcast, you can. But this is also why sex when abused through rape, molestation, or abuse of any kind leaves such deep, yeah. damaging mental, emotional, and spiritual scars for the victim because they had something forced upon them that is far more than just a physical act. Yeah. It, wasn't, it was of no fault of their own. No, no, no. But something in the spiritual world happened mm -hmm. when that person forced themselves upon them. It's why... Uh, sexual abuse is so damaging mm -hmm. because there is a spiritual component to it. Yeah, it's a soul tie. It, it we yeah, you are connected yep. and you can't you can break it, but it takes a lot of yep. work and counseling. And again, if you have sexual abuse in your past, it's of no fault of the person. No. That's one of those lies we can believe yes. it was my fault. Yep. But that that's why it's so damaging because there is that bond that happens. Yeah. And then First Corinthians six fifteen and sixteen. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute or literally mm. just join it to anyone? And Paul says, never. Mm. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her. For the scripture says, and then Paul quotes Genesis, the two are united into one. Right. 
So if sex is one of the primary ways God makes a husband and wife one flesh, united, fused at the deepest level, what do you think the devil's going to try to do? <laughs> going to try to keep you apart. Yep. In fact, Sabrina, I don't think we can say this enough. What is it you always say about sex before and after marriage? Yeah, before you're married, the devil does everything he can to get you to have sex. And after you're married, he does everything he can to keep you from having sex. So true, man. Like you look at, at any relationship, the temptation before marriage is we want to have sex. Right. And then after you're married, eh, right. the enemy tries to keep you apart. So this has been huge for us. Um, and there's even been times in the last couple of years where both of us really had a low desire for sex. But we, we've said oftentimes, it's, it's you who has said it, we need to have sex so the devil knows he cannot come between us. Right. Uh, sometimes you even um, you even go one step further, Sabrina, <laughs> and say that having sex as a married couple is a way that we can give the devil the middle finger. Um, I love that. I mean, I, I would never I say it it's that way. It's not really appropriate, but I just <laughs> it's from a book I read. Uh, I could post it in the show notes, but this book that I read, I loved that picture because it really is like leave us alone yeah. get away from us I know that's kind of a derogatory way to look at it but um it just we want to show the devil that we are united yeah, yeah. you're not as holy as I am I know I'm so not you, you I use... am <laughs> Jesus is always working on me <laughs> Uh, seriously, seriously though we have to understand the purpose of sex and be purposeful in it if we're going to thrive, right? if you're just wanting to have sex because it feels good, you will never thrive sexually. Right. If you're trying to avoid an addiction of yours or fulfill some fantasy, you're never going to thrive. Hmm. The awesome part is when you understand the purpose of sex and when you pursue it, you get the feel good stuff right. along with it. <laughs> so you get, you get both the pleasure, but also the purpose in it as well. So be purposeful. Use purposeful language when you talk about it. Like, like we t talk to each other about staying one, flipping off the devil <laughs> if you want to. Now, I remember one time in an unusually difficult season for us, um, one time after, after sex, we actually said, take that, devil. Mm -hmm. We said that, and, and we meant it. Yeah. So I've even said that having healthy sex with your spouse is an act of worship to God. I think God delights in our sex. So talk about sex as an act of worship with your spouse. Uh, for some of you with kids at home in the house, we just gave you a great sex code word. <laughs> hey, babe, you want to worship God later? <laughs> your kids will think you're super spiritual. And in some ways, you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, is there anything more spiritual than becoming one with someone? Yeah. That's the language Jesus used about his relationship with the father. The father and I are one, he said. It's not a surprise then that the same Greek word used when talking about Jesus and the father being one are used about the husband and wife being one as well. It's the mm -hmm. same word. Yeah. So be purposeful with your sex. Anything you want to add there? No, I think that's really good. Um, I, I, It goes back to that communication piece, which I know we're going to hit, but... Yeah. 
you got to talk to each other. Yep. Like, what's the point of getting married and then not talking about stuff? Make I mean, sure you're talking to your mic. Oh, sorry. Or, mo- or move your mic up or something. <laughs> you're like talking over it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Sabrina, what's the next thing we can do to thrive sexually in our marriage? Make it a priority. Yes. Be purposeful. Start there. Make it a priority. Until healthy sexual intimacy becomes a priority in your marriage, it will never become a common practice in mm. your marriage. That's good. That was good. So I'll say it again. Until healthy sexual intimacy becomes a priority in your marriage, it will never become a common practice in your marriage. Hmm. Once you understand the purpose, you need to make it a priority. Yes. In fact, if you really do understand the purpose, you'll want to make it a priority. Right. You'll you'll go the extra mile to make it a priority. Like, why wouldn't you? Hmm. And so how do you make it a priority? I'm sure there are a ton of things you could do, but here's just a few that, that have helped us. So Sabrina, what's the first way that we make sex a priority in our marriage? Plan it. Yes. It doesn't take anything away from coming together, even if it's in the calendar. Love it. Yep. So you have to plan. You may have to. Yes. You don't Some people always. might actually be more, both couples might be more natural at pursuing it. Typically there's one and it's not always the the husband, but no. typically there's one. We we have some friends where the the wife has a very very high sex drive and the husband doesn't, mm-hmm. and that's that causes some you know they have to work through that. Yeah. And there's some couples who, who both husband and wife have a very high sex drive, but typically there's one who might be a little bit lower than the other, and so some people may not have to. So you may have to plan sex, and there is nothing 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 wrong with that. No. I'd because rather, it will only be for a season, really. Yeah. Just depends on what you have going on. Yep. I'd rather plan sex in order to make it a priority instead of relying on spontaneity and never having sex. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'd rather plan it and have it than just hope we're spontaneous and then you never have it. Because the enemy will make sure that something yeah. always gets in the way. Yep. And then you'll realize it's been weeks since we've come yep. together and connected. What the heck? Yep. Like time just, it can get away from us if we're not diligent and making it a priority. Yep. And I love that language you use, by the way. You said it's been weeks since we have come together and connected. Yeah. Instead of just saying it's been weeks since we had sex. I think even just saying, you know, we had sex maybe diminishes the the power, the purpose in it, mm-hmm. that we have not come together and connected. Right. That's really good Good mm-hmm. language. One of the ways that we have actually planned sex is having a weekly date night. Right. Because the first rule of Fight Club might be to not talk <laughs> about Fight Club, but the first rule of date night is what? Have sex. It's the first rule of date night. And then something that worked for us to get us going on this uh, was by starting date night with sex. So often you go out to eat on date night or you go to a movie if theaters are open in your area. And by the time you're home, you're tired, you might be bloated, (laughs) and all you want to do is lay in bed, right? Yeah, exactly. So start date night with sex yeah, and then go eat. Right. You you usually have much more energy when the night begins. Right. So start with sex. Um, Also, each quarter of the year, we try and get away together, Sabrina and I, overnight without our kids. Uh, We try to go for at least one night. And when we do those overnight trips, one of the plans is have we're going to have sex. Lots <laughs> of sex. 
Also, as much as we are able to, and this is getting real and raw here, but we try and plan our trips and our personal vacations around Sabrina's monthly cycle for obvious reasons. I was so surprised you put that in there. But it's true. true. I know. I'm always checking that and keeping track. Yeah, we do. Because one of the one of our goals of getting away is to get, come together. Yeah, yeah, to connect. Yeah. So for moms especially, uh, sex when you are away from the home, uh, like on a vacation without kids, is much more freeing for you. Why is that, Sabrina? Yes, I think as moms, we have a thousand files open in our head. We can see you know, dirty laundry in our room or things that need to be done. Kitchen needs clean, whatever. Yes. I mean, there's there's always something when you're a mom. There's always something that needs to be done, no matter what age your kids are. So there's been, this is probably TMI. There's been times where I'm like, Jesus, please shut my brain off because <laughs> I can't concentrate on what's happening because I'm thinking about what needs to be done, yeah. what I should be doing, what, you know. Are the kids going to come to the door? Yes, I can hear the kids. Are they going to know what's happening? Like I have all, everything is on alert, I feel like. And so sometimes I just ask Jesus. We have, we don't have that problem as men. <laughs> I can <laughs> No, it's so not fair. <laughs> we just shut everything out. So I love it when we can get away because then I don't have any responsibilities no chance of somebody coming in yep. or knocking on our door or hollering for us. And so then it just, it makes such a big difference yep. for my brain. I can connect better mm-hmm. mentally yep. and emotionally. And and we've heard from other women who say the same thing is typically the, the women who deal with that. Not always. Yeah. Um, but to, and especially moms, you know, when you have kids at home, um, when you get away from the house, it's just more freeing yes. sexually. So that's one of the reasons why we choose to get away. Yeah. Because it, it does make it easier. Well, we're making it a priority, right? Like yes. we are planning it. It takes time, effort, money sometimes. But we know for us to connect on a deeper level, it's worth it. Yep. yep. Another way to plan sex is to have an intimacy goal. We've mentioned this before, not really talked about it. <laughs> um, like literally have a goal for the number of times you want to have sex each year. We started doing this several years ago. And it's actually made pursuing sexual intimacy kind of a game yeah. or a contest, not in a bad way, but no. in a good way. It keeps us focused on a, on a goal that we have. Now, the danger here is that you start to focus only on hitting that number goal and not the purpose of sex. Don't miss the purpose of what you're yeah. doing just to make sure you're living out you know, your plan for it. But we do make goals for everything in life. We make plans for everything. Yeah. Why don't we make... <laughs> Goals and plans for for this part of of life. Full disclosure, we have yet to end a year uh, where we hit our goal, but we are on pace so far this year. We are. To hit our goal. Uh, And I I think because we had a goal, we've had more sex in the last couple of years than we would have without it. Yeah. I No, I definitely think it has helped us. Um, It has caused a couple of arguments because Jeff's... Yeah, so we're going to get so mad. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> says I'm not living up to my end of the bargain. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, you're it's always totally begging, You're always begging me for it. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just irresistible. Uh, I know. Just you begging are. me. You are, honey. <laughs> so keep your hands off of me. I'm not <laughs> but, a piece of meat. <laughs> okay, you're, that's enough. But I just, it can, there's, last year was a struggle for us. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of times Jeff wanted to give up on the goal and I didn't want to give up on the goal because it helps me to stay focused 
And to remember, I need, I need to make the effort, even though I'm struggling to connect with him and I didn't want to give it up. So we had a couple of conversations about giving it up and I, and I kind of fought for yeah, it, but you did fight for it. That was good. Cause I was, I was ready to throw in the towel. Like, I this know. is stupid. <laughs> and even though we didn't hit it, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should try again this year. I know. And we're on pace. I, part of the problem is I'm so like, if I'm not going to reach the goal, I'm just going to throw it away. <laughs> right. Because I want to check it off. I know. Because of my OCD list. But you're right. It does help, even though we've not yet reached it. This is We're going to this year. Yes. This is our third year our trying. No. You sure? I have the numbers in my head. Okay. All I, right. I know the numbers. Okay. All right. Well, that brings up the question from then from some people. Well, how many times should a married couple have sex? Um is that where we are? Yes. <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> uh, and that's a great question. Uh, again, there's a danger here. Yeah. Because um, you don't want to make it all about the frequency of it and not the purpose of it again. Right. So I, I hesitate talking about numbers, but I do think it's good. Um, well, we're, we're just an example. I know. You don't have to do what we're doing at all. Because we, what we don't want is, well, oh, oh, let me say this. <laughs> A recent study found a linear relationship between frequency of sex and reported happiness up to a frequency of once a week. In other words, couples' happiness and well-being increased hmm. with the frequency of sex, but that level of happiness and well-being maxed out at the frequency of once a week. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. What's fascinating to me about this study is how it relates to the Sabbath. Hmm. And I mentioned this in the Sabbath series we did. In Jewish tradition, the Sabbath was a day to enjoy marital sex. In fact, some Jewish communities, it was expected hmm. that a married couple have sex on the Sabbath. Why? Because sex is one of the primary ways a husband and wife delight in their yeah. oneness together. So it's more than ironic to me. Mm-hmm. That ancient Jewish tradition, God's people, yeah. thousands of years ago, suggested sex at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And now a modern day study, mm-hmm. big surprise, has linked marital happiness and well-being increasing with the frequency of sex maxing out at one time a week. It's almost like God's people knew what they were talking about. What? I know. <laughs> All that to say... Uh, barring some kind of major issue that literally prevents you from having sex, to me, there's absolutely no reason. And I'm, I don't, I want to be careful saying this because I don't want to shame anybody or make you feel like you have to do this. But to me, there's no reason why a couple shouldn't be having sex at least 52 times a year. Yeah. That would be an average of once a week. Yeah. Some weeks it might be more than one, but the average would be once a week. Are we going to share this? I, I don't know. Yes, we'll share it. Our, our intimacy goal is to hit 100 times in a year. <laughs> I guess we're saying it. So that's it's just double the once a week. Some people might hear that and say, 100 times? That's insane. Or they might hear say, say 100. We've already hit that this year. Right? That'd be awesome if someone already hit that this year. <laughs> That'd be a lot. Again, don't get focused on the number or comparing numbers, please. Like, we we have yet to have a year where we've reached our goal. Yeah. Remember that. 
but it's helped to keep sex a priority in our marriage. And we're going to get there this year. I am bound and determined. We are going to get there. And then we're going to pull that sucker back <laughs> and make it more attainable. But okay. A hundred times a year, it's eight, eight times a month. And then you need four more. Yeah. So four bonus ones. Yeah. Four bonus. So, so if you, if you on your overnight vacation or overnight getaways each quarter, you get some extras in. Yes. Or if you go on vacation, because <laughs> vacation sex is the best. Right. I can't believe we put that out there. We might have to go back and edit that if we no, don't like it's sharing. Fine. Okay. Uh, by the way, before someone out there pushes back on the Jewish tradition of sex once a week and claims, well, of course, that was the expectation. That was a society ruled by men. Oh, my. Did you know that God had a command in the Torah, the law of God, for a couple to have sex? And the command was not for the woman to have sex with the man. It was for the man to fulfill sexual hmm. intimacy for his wife. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Exodus 21 verse 10 says that the man was not to neglect his wife of three rights, food, clothing, and sexual intimacy. <laughs> wow. Not food, clothing, and shelter. <laughs> we don't need shelter, food I shelter. guess. <laughs> You do not deprive her of those three things, food, mm. clothing, and sexual intimacy. Shelter was optional, I guess. <laughs> I, I think God knows that we need that connection. I agree. Totally it's, agree. It's just, it can be work. And I, I, I'm always like, it's nothing against Jeff. It's just, I got to work a little bit harder. My testosterone is extremely low. Yep. Um, and so you have those issues, but... I want to keep connecting with Jeff because I know that keeps us one and united and it keeps us talking about it. Like yep. even that goal, it keeps the yeah. line of communication yes. open. So I'm always listening to podcasts about sex and marriage and doing devotionals on sex and marriage on you version. And like, how can I keep this in the forefront? How can I keep improving myself? How can I be the best wife and mom? And, um, and so I, I just, I think this, this is how God designed yep. us yep. whether we want it there or not this is the way he made us yep. and we need to fight for it yep so with that verse in exodus 21 and then verses in first corinthians 7 about not depriving or withholding sex from your spouse meeting their sexual needs with the understanding yes that the environment is safe healthy and free from impurity and immorality i would say this that i believe it's just as much a sexual sin to deprive your spouse of sex as it is to mm. seek it from somewhere else. Mm. That's good. That's, that's deep. Yeah. Earlier in the podcast, when we kind of first got started, I was thinking about every Sunday, almost every Sunday, you say when you accept Christ, it's the easiest decision you'll mm. ever make, but the hardest, hardest one, one to live out. So I was thinking about that with marriage. Marriage is easy to get married, yeah. but it is hard, hard to, to live, live out. out. Yeah. Kind of the same concept yep. because we think everything is just going to be hunky-dory and happen, yep. but we stop communicating or lies start affecting us yep. and we don't talk to each other. We keep secrets. I mean, there's all these things that the enemy, cause he's out to yeah. destroy us yep. and kill us. And it's, it's a hard decision to make. So if you are single and not married, but you want to be married, man, just, you have to think about all those things yeah. through. Yep. So I asked a woman that I highly respect, one who I believe is pursuing a healthy and thriving sexual relationship with her husband, this question. What do you think is the biggest key to a healthy sex life? And Sabrina, you're that woman. 
And what did you say? The biggest key, people were probably like, who is he talking about? <laughs> what would you say is the biggest key to a healthy and thriving sex life in marriage? Saying yes. And I'm not always good at this. But, 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 but what, okay. I've this, never, this is re- good what you said. Yeah. I've never regretted saying yes to having sex, even on the times I didn't feel like doing it. Yep. And I think we can let our feelings dictate yeah. a lot of things. Sometimes you say yes because you know it's an intimate connection you need yeah. with your spouse. Yeah, I, love that. I love that you said that. When I asked you that question, I didn't know what your answer would be. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Yeah. That you've never regretted saying yes, which is, I'm thankful for it. <laughs> and I, I would add this because this is your default answer, saying yes. It makes it way easier for me to accept the few occasions where I know you're just not into it or when you do say no. Yeah. And very rarely do you just say a flat out no anymore. Um, you'll be honest sometimes of like, I'm not really feeling it. And sometimes you'll say, I don't want to, but I will. Yeah. And... That doesn't always go over very <laughs> well, but, <laughs> but, but I know that because your default answer is yes, it, it does help. Yeah. And, and I think that would help even in some other marriages. If you knew the default answer was typically yes, it does make the no's just easier to handle. Well, sometimes we're both like, neither one of us want to do it, Yeah. but we know we need to connect because it's stressful in our house or, yep. you know, there's something going on yep. and we know it's just better to come together. Yep. Um, we've last, we've laughed, uh, recently, uh, on the times where neither of us were really feeling like doing it, but we did and it ended up being great. Yeah. Like surprisingly great. <laughs> right. And, and then you're like, why did, and then I always think, why did yeah. I not want to do it? Like, yep. so we're trying to keep this, trying to use language that's appropriate <laughs> here, but. But be honest too. Like this is real and raw. This yeah. is what the podcast is. So, yeah. how do you thrive in your sexual intimacy? Be purposeful. Make it a priority. Got to plan it. Set some goals. Be persistent in your frequency. Again, when it's healthy, safe, and pure, just say yes. You won't regret it. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina, what's the third tip to thriving sexually? To be playful. Yeah. To keep it playful. Just be playful in your in your sex. Julie Slattery from Authentic Intimacy said, God is for great, Mm -hmm. pleasurable, and frequent sex within the context of marriage. She went on to say, if you're married, the Bible has quite a different message for you than predictable sex. Mm -hmm. She said, do get carried away, far away, (laughs) be adventurous, be playful, be passionate, go crazy with your husband. She said, um, to which I would say experiment. Right. we're about to get raw here, but experiment with positions. Yeah. Experiment with places like locations in the house or the car <laughs> or or nature. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're blushing. I know because we have teenagers in this house somewhere yeah, and no, I'm they, like, oh my gosh. As long as you're in a place of privacy and not in danger of being arrested or something, <laughs> like read the Song of Solomon. Yeah. They were doing it everywhere. Yeah. Like for real, they were. Here's how I look at it. And you, we were laughing about this earlier. As a married couple, your bodies are an amusement park <laughs> and God has paid for the all you can ride pass. So use it. <laughs> that's, that, a, that's such a fun yes, picture. Yes. On how to look at connecting with your spouse. I'm going to get me one of those uh, 
those bracelets. Oh, that, Lanta. <laughs> and then you're going to, you, get like you want a me carnival. to scan your bracelet? Yeah, I'm going to say, I got the hell you can ride back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the day. <laughs> uh, Sabrina, there is, we're going to share this. There is a Christian resource for sexual intimacy that we have used in the past to help with some ideas. What's it called? <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. Um, okay. So it's a website. It's called Christian Friendly Sex Positions. Okay. And you can sign up for the weekly email. And it sends you a weekly suggestion of a position you might try. Uh-huh. And so it comes across as CFSP. So if someone were to see your email, they wouldn't know what it is. But um, I do get this email. And sometimes I delete it and do not show Jeff. I will confess. <laughs> <laughs> but it does give, it's, it's not, it's um, not graphic. No, it's not it's, graphic. It's, yeah. it's very, it, it's, 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 we, it's Christian friendly. It's, it's not yes. meant to, um, it's not meant to evoke lust or that kind no, of no, thing. No. It's, it's, it, it is meant to help marriages, specifically yeah. Christian marriages. So we heard um, about it on a podcast yeah. a couple of years ago. And I was like, what? I didn't yeah. even know that was out there. And then we've had some yep. fun had some times. Fun. Yep. <laughs> so your sex life should get better and more interesting as you grow in your marriage. You'll discover things you like and don't like. You learn each other's signals. Uh, sometimes um, you'll accidentally discover something in sex that literally just blows your mind several times. And again, we're trying to be careful in how we share these things here, but several times we've experienced something new <laughs> by accident. And we're like, how do we never know about that? And it just completely changes our, our sex life sometimes just for a season. So some people then might ask, well, what is not allowed in the bedroom? We're saying be playful, experiment, but what's not allowed? Mm. And that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I think there, I mean, there's, in the Bible, I think there's great freedom. Like yeah. there's very clear language of oral sex in the Song of Solomon, sex outside in nature, true exploration and delight in each other's bodies. Like it's explicit. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Slattery talks about this in some of her books. Also the book by Tommy Nelson called The Book of Romance is a great look at the Song of Solomon through the lens of dating, engagement, marriage, and sex. Mm -hmm. But here's some things that to me are obvious no's uh, for sex in marriage. No pornography. Yeah. Um, either actual porn or trying to reenact or fulfill a fantasy uh, that you saw in porn. This includes verbal pornography as well, like things like erotica, Fifty Shades of Grey, etc. That's all pornography too. Yes, it's just it verbal is. pornography. Yes. It's mental porn. Obviously, anything that's contrary to scripture is off limits. Threesomes, watching your spouse have sex with someone else, swingers, the, just have common sense, right? Yeah. Um, with those ones. Uh, next, nothing that makes the other person feel unsafe or uncomfortable. And I, I use the word uncomfortable carefully because every time you try something new, it might feel awkward. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this doesn't feel right. Right. Or this doesn't feel like we're connecting appropriately. If one person feels unsafe or uncomfortable, that should not be allowed. Anything that belittles, puts down, demeans, or harms the other person, like don't do that. Right. I don't think S&M, sado and masochism, whips, chains, talking down, belittling someone has any place in our sexuality. Right. Um, I know there are some people who get off on that stuff. And oftentimes one partner will go along with it because the other person's into it. I don't think it's necessary or helpful. Yeah. Self-masturbation, I think, is off limits. It's another topic for another day. 
But self-masturbation is like a gateway drug, I think, sexually. It's intended to fill the void of actual sexual intimacy and get you connected to lust or a cheap form of sex. The word master is in Mm. the word masturbation. And we are told in scripture to not be mastered Mm. by anything, to not be a slave to it. There's actual scientific evidence of the enslaving Mm. nature of masturbation. If we ever do an episode on porn, which I was thinking just the other day might be a good one to do at some point. I can dive deeper into the science behind that. I've done a ton of research on it, but for now, we'll just leave that one there. Again, I'm trying to be careful here, but if you want to use your hands or your fingers to please your spouse, by all means, go for it. But in my opinion, self-masturbation is is off limits. And the last thing is, I would just be careful with acting out fantasies that would otherwise be sinful. Mm. For instance, role-playing that you're having an affair or role-playing that your wife is a hooker, or you just met and now you're hooking up. Just be careful. The more you pretend and fantasize about that, the more you are programming your brain that you need it yeah. or that you could do it and justify it. Yeah. So you might fantasize about things you'd like to do with your spouse. A, again, try to be careful, but a position, a form of sex you haven't tried yet. I think that's okay. Make sure you're telling your spouse about those desires and, and that whatever that you're thinking. But you shouldn't need to pretend your spouse is someone they are not Yeah. in order to be fulfilled or thrive sexually. Um, so that was a lot. I was just, we just ran through those there. Um, and again, th- those are some things not to do in sex. But man, keep it playful. Yeah. Well, I have, have fun. As you're going through that list, I'm thinking, ah, how much, like this is open doors to the enemy. Like, come on in. We want you yeah. here too with some of that stuff. Porn, yep. especially, he yep. is all over that. But, ah, just, and again, communication, communication, communication. Yes. Yep. And that's like, what we're going to get into in a second. You've got to talk to yep. each other. So, uh, be purposeful. Be, or make it a priority. Keep it playful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now we have the last one. Be personal. Be personal. Talk about it. Yes. Share with each other what you like and what you don't like. Right. What you would like to try mm-hmm. and what you don't like, you know, trying. Even while in the act of lovemaking, be honest. Yeah. I like that. I don't like that. Or, you know, move your hand there, whatever it is. Right. Like, be honest. Like, in the moment, be honest. I would even say embrace the awkward. Yeah. Sex is awkward at times. Mm-hmm. So many times. It isn't perfect and flawless <laughs> like on the movies. You don't both orgasm at the same time every time. You might get interrupted by a kid at the door <laughs> or a kid at the end of the bed. Oh, my goodness. And Lord willing, they aren't old enough to remember. Please, God, <laughs> may they not be old <laughs> enough to remember. Uh, Dave and Ashley Willis, who wrote Naked Marriage, and they host the Naked Marriage podcast, they said this recently, God actually wants your sex life to be far better than anything you hmm. read in a novel or see on a screen. Man, that's so good. And then uh, they shared how Pope John Paul II has a great quote about porn and sex that he heard that I heard on their podcast, which is ironic coming from hmm. someone, the Pope, who took a vow of celibacy in the Catholic Church. But he said this. I thought this was amazing. The problem with pornography isn't that it shows too much, hmm. but that it shows too little. Hmm. I never That's would have profound. thought about it like that, yeah. What he was saying was the gift of sex is so much more than just a physical act of right. pleasure between two people where everything goes just right. Mm-hmm. It's it's beyond that. It's the spiritual joining of two people at the deepest level. 
Two people who come together with all of their own hurts, pains, past, sins, desires, pleasures, and feelings. Porn, sex on TV, or in the movies, or erotica does not show Mm. the deep spiritual soul connection it's designed to bring, and it hides all the awkward, messy, embarrassing moments that it can create. It also hides Mm. all the shame, damage, and destruction that sex outside of God's boundaries causes. Mm. So I'll end with this. I think of both partners would make make sex about the other person. Hmm. How can I serve them? How can I please them? How can I show them my love? And how can I show them the love of Christ, hmm. wholly giving himself to them? Yeah. If we would do that, our sex lives would take a giant leap forward for yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm. So keep it personal. Be hmm. personal in your intimacy. Uh, again, I think these four words need to be about need to be said every day in every marriage. What is it? It's not about me. It's not about me. And that should be a common phrase in our sexuality. Yeah. It's not about me. It's not about fulfilling my needs. It's not about me getting to orgasm. It's not about my pleasure. It's about how can I please my spouse and how can I show them my love and Christ's love Hmm. in the most unfiltered, raw, and holistic way. Hmm. That's so good. Thoughts on what we talked about? No, that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. We're almost at 50 minutes again. And we could have gone longer on a ton of those yeah. subjects. Yeah. Talk about it, folks. Yeah. That, that was a game changer for us mm-hmm. when we actually started talking about it. I think for so long we had unspoken frustrations, expectations, yeah. desires. And when we just started getting honest even while in the act of lovemaking, being honest with, with, each, with each other, I think it changed the game. Mm-hmm, definitely. So again, I know that was a lot and we could have said so much more, but I hope it was helpful for you. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's good, helpful for us. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're living out our podcast mission. We are getting real and raw about life, leadership, <laughs> and love, right? Yes. Maybe we won't release this one. <laughs> On the next episode, which drops on Tuesday, May 25th, we're going to go back to our Marriage on Mission series and finish that out with our other four marriage core values. Then on Tuesday, June 8th, we're going to celebrate one year. That seems insane. It's our podcast anniversary. Wow. That is quite the say word. Say that fast. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't even say uh, purposeful. Purposeful. <laughs> So we're not sure what we're going to do yet for our podcast anniversary, but we'll see. We're trying to think we of something. We got some fun ideas. Yeah. Uh, until then, we'd love for you to help us out by sharing the podcast with someone you know. Also, if you don't mind, please, please, please like us on whatever platform you're using. Rate us. Subscribe if you haven't. And the best thing to do is leave a review. We want that to help spread the word about what we're doing here. All those things help get the message out about the podcast. So Sabrina, why don't we end with our marriage mission? Are you ready? Ready. We We are are united in Christ, Christ, unstoppable with Christ, Christ, and unbreakable because of Christ. Christ. Now it's time for you to go get naked. And party. See you on the other side. 
Thank you for listening to the Naked Party Time Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on all of your podcast platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please make sure and subscribe as well. For more content, go to jeffmanis.com.